0: Meet Clay Taylor, picking up his first board in the 70s, skating backyard pools with Dwayne Peters, and was on the stage before Black Flag started to play six-pack. He owns Spirit Skate Shop, has his own shop deck influenced by suicidal tendencies, and is the surrounding influence to a small but powerful skating scene in Kalispell, Montana for the past 11 years. This is the show, Your Successful Solutions. I'm your host, Ian Tolson. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: And then in 75, I got my first real board and just became obsessed.
0: What were some of the things that got you obsessed with it? Was it the people or just something you saw? Or was it, there was a magazine or what, what?
1: I was coming home from Licorice Pizza, which was a record store. And I bought a couple seven inch singles and I don't even remember what they were. I was almost at my house. I was in my apartment complex and the neighbor hey kid what'd you buy there and i showed him and he laughed and he goes that sucks dude <laughs> okay <laughs> come up here and listen to this so i went and he turned on sabbath to my dome and he handed me the first issue of skateboarder
0: wow okay I
1: believe there was a magazine on skateboarding you know i mean immediately after that i ran to the store and tried to get it it was too late but uh-huh. I've got every issue on. After that, I just got them and saved them and, and cherished them.
0: That's rad. You're in Inglewood, around the '70s. No, that's where I was born. Okay, I was we're
1: much in Orange County, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa. So you know, I grew up around waves, got to surf and skate, and got to ride the whole first wave of skate parks.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh
1: you know they're nothing like today's skate parks that's for sure well you've got skateboarders designing skate parks and it works
0: christian hasoi was saying about a certain skate park in his hair in his area and, uh... oh yeah were, were you there around those contests
1: first time i saw him was in the little brown bowls
0: uh-huh. he was
1: doing ollies and shit and i was like man that little girl rips <laughs> <laughs> And the dude next to me goes, oh, that's a little, little boy. And I'm like, oh, man, he was probably, I don't know, 11 years old with hair down to his ass. I was a little girl.
0: Were you decided that skating was something you wanted to do and commit yourself to? Or was it?
1: It was an escape, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know how skateboarding is, man. I don't care what problems you got going on in your life. So, and I used it for transportation. You know, I would skate to school and back every day, skate down to the beach. You know, I used to push to Irvine Skate Park, which was 11 miles from my house. Well, we had 60 millimeter wheels back then. Imagine pushing on a little popsicle stick that far. Good luck. Yeah, she came and, you know, really hit hard in 83, 84. Yeah. But before that, it was skate parks and, you know... Eventually, all the skate parks closed. It a little half pipe here and there and some backyard pools, but they, those never lasted. But the, when it died in 80, it was actually the best time to be a skateboarder. All the dudes were gone, and dudes that were there were wow. actual skateboarders. There were some actually amazing times when it died.
0: Who were some of the people that you paid attention to or favored their style in skating?
1: Well, there's waves of that, you know, in the beginning uh-huh. it was obviously Tony Alba and Jay Adams and,
0: uh-huh. you
1: know, the dog coming through, and then as uh, soon as Punk Rock hit, it was also and Dwayne, you know, skateboarding was definitely different when that hit, you know, it was really okay. got really aggressive.
0: And and when you're saying aggressive, is it the style, is it that they're...
1: Yeah, it wasn't so surfy, you know, okay. early it was all about surfing soon as Clunk hit, it, but it had nothing to do with surfing. There was nothing like it. And it was, you know, it had died at that point. Yeah. And that made it all the better, you know. It was just the chosen few.
0: And those are the core people that you could tell were wanting to skate for the sake of skating. It wasn't about money.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. A backyard pool would last long.
0: Did you have a core group of people that you hung around during this time frame?
1: Well, you know, it people come and go. Yeah. You know, there's only a few guys that are lifers. You know, I mean, yeah, we had a we had a tight knit little crew. Mm-hmm. They're dudes that are still around. You know, Warman, one of my best friends, <laughs> it was just a few months ago.
0: Sick. You know,
1: at 53 years old. Wow. Ricky Barnes is going to come visit us. You know that? Yeah. Older crew that just, you know, hung out and went to the shows and you saw him everywhere he skated, you know.
0: And at that point in time, was it pretty easy to pick somebody else out that wasn't a skating because there's only this select group of people to start with? Oh, yeah. Okay. You
1: know, just the way people dressed, you could pick them out, you
0: know. What? Would you say skateboarding
1: is? Well, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was the escape of it all. You know, get my aggressions out. Okay. Better than beating somebody up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Beating up. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh, You just lose yourself in it. You know, I mean, all day long, endless energy. It was basically just a. You know, an
0: escape from
1: reality. Yeah, yeah. it was dangerous back. pushing down the street with a, you know, punk rock hairdo, looking <laughs> carloads of dudes that throw big bolts at you. And oh wow! Freaking half complete, does want to them, fight you. Yeah, it was dangerous back then. Man.
0: Okay.
1: Nowadays, it's accepted.
0: Right. Right. You know, but it
1: wasn't then. Yeah. It was a hated thing. The cops were called, you know, all the time. Okay. You know, family come home and you're in their backyard <laughs> <laughs> cool you yeah. know
0: when you see someone who's interested in skating now do you have someone who is in a sense you identify certain characteristics of someone who's like that's that is a skateboarder versus someone that's that is someone who's interested in skateboarding
1: you can see it in their eyes you know a couple of kids at the park right now that are you know 10 11 12 years old maybe. Tell they're going to be lifers. Okay. You know, I mean, it's you can see it in your eyes and just the excitement of it. Yeah, kids, you know, come in with a preconceived notion that skateboarding's this way or that way, when in reality they're you know pretty far off. Okay. But it, you know, it's different to everybody. Well, I mean, I know some dudes that have been skating for years and aren't that good uh-huh. in today's standards. Yeah. Dude, you rip, are you kidding me? You can get just as stoked at a dude catching his first grind as watching Krishna Soy do a 10-foot error. Wow. You know, it's just you know pushing your own ability. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's rad.
0: Yeah. And you'd say that's what more is important in the aspect of skating. It's not all about the best, biggest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what your skill level is. If you're having a blast, that's what skateboarding is. That's cool. Skateboarding is fun. That's why everybody started, because it's fun. When it doesn't become fun anymore, it's time to walk away. I see. Because it's fun. Uh
0: Uh-huh. How would you describe your style of skating? Was it more punk when it was with Dwayne, or what would you say?
1: Absolutely. We all tried to emulate Dwayne. Okay. Hang up on purpose and try to make it through it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, get aggressive.
0: Could you share some of your more favored memories that you've had when it comes to skating?
1: Sure. I remember probably 1975 in Riverside, California. That's where my dad lived. And mm-hmm. I'd gotten a new board and I freaking had seen some older dudes bomb this hill. And I thought nothing of it. I went up there and I got speed wobbles and lost a bunch of skin on the road. Went home with my tail between my legs. (laughs) Went went the next day, tightened the trucks a little bit and made it down the hill. That was was super, super sick. You know, probably just going to skate parks for the first time. Uh Being a young kid. I remember I spent like three weeks at my grandma's house in Carson, California, and there was a skate park literally a quarter mile away. Spend the sun there, and that was insane. Just, yeah, skating new shit. I forget what the question was. Memories. Oh, well, yeah, memories. Ditches? <laughs> oh, man. Skating ditches with the bros. Uh huh. Bring the ghetto blaster and crank it up and just spend the day at the ditch. Yeah. Amazing. So much shit happened at that. Ditches were a lot of fun. Nice. Just the backyard pools and abandoned houses. I remember one time I was at work at Minute King liquor store down in Costa Mesa. And I hear this, hey, kid. I turn around and it's Dwayne and Barkley.
0: No and way. They got, a freaking, they got Gatorades. <laughs> and it's nice.
1: You know, they opened it and took a few drinks. I put ice in there and I said, hey, guys, I'm off in like 15 minutes. And I got a pool right around the corner. And uh, they waited for me out back, and I took them, it was literally a block away. And I got to skate that pool for about three weeks with those dudes. Wow. And they didn't tell anybody, and I hadn't told anybody besides those two dudes it for three weeks. And then it ended up getting blown out, you know, blown out. Yeah. But uh, that was a pretty heavy memory. I was probably 15 years old. They were 18. and. Uh-huh. They were just drinking and just uh, beating the house up. You know, it was a big <laughs> house and They were just thrashing the place. And it was just like, wow, this is gnarly.
0: What were some of the raddest tricks that went down in that pool when you guys were there?
1: So of the three weeks that I was there, I remember out of yeah. nowhere, there was a ladder. You know, the steps on the side with the little ladder that comes out. Uh-huh. And Dwayne backside Ollie the thing, probably about a three foot backside backside Ollie. Oh my
2: god! All
1: towing, flapping, but perfectly in control. And you know, landed in a pump and like went in and did a layback rollout or whatever. And like it was nothing. And I I seen him do it one time. Wow, and that was it just once. And it was just amazing, absolutely (laughs) amazing. That's sick. <laughs> I learned to lay rollouts in that cool
0: Would you say that's one of your favorite tricks to see, too?
1: Well, anybody that can do a backside, all he knows. Uh-huh. When you know when it's done right with yeah. control. Probably one of my favorite tricks.
0: Nice. You, know? uh-huh. you, you told really me
2: one true. time that on vert, that's the best feeling trick.
1: Absolutely. Clay told me that one time. It's and like, you know what? I told Eric that one time. And he started laughing. He asked me what my favorite feeling trick was. Yeah. And I told him, and he started laughing. He goes, I just saw on the internet today that somebody asked Chris Miller that. And he said the same thing. No and, way. And he, he, Chris Miller, do backside always. Uh-uh. You know, I got to watch him hang up in the corner at Upland. You saw that? I was sitting right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I about puked. Oh. <laughs> I about puked. Yeah. Look at the video. You can see me sitting right there, dude. Wow. that's a hard video to watch it is insane dude i mean seriously i am about puke.
2: do you know that chris hey. miller slam
1: tolson
0: remind me about it you gotta look that thing <laughs> it's up. on the
2: internet man yeah. it's in the corner of the, square, the yeah. square bowl at upland and
1: he's just doing a side air wasn't it no it's a backside air oh was it oh backside my god air. but then he hangs backside up that's like corner air <laughs>
2: and just hangs up. goes to the flat you know on his side which is a long way down and oh. it's his head and starts convulsing and oh my it's, gosh it's to yeah i don't recommend watching it i mean you'll people will interview miller and bring it up and he'll just like Ugh, you know it's, it's <laughs> legendary yes
1: front row wow this is disgusting yeah <laughs> <laughs> 30 years later, I watched Jake Brown get pitched to flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gave me the same feeling. I remember that. Story. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought, fuck I've not watching skateboarding for a long time. The first time I would see somebody die doing it. His wow.
0: shoes
1: came off slam. Jake Brown. Uh, yeah. Or I does, remember that. Danny Way hanging up to shin ball. Yeah. Oh.
2: To uh, flat. Wow. Broke his shins at home. Oh. I pretty quickly realized coming in the spirit I'd bring up something and I really realized quickly Clay was there you know <laughs> I would bring something up <laughs> really yeah, I was there uh like when that silly bones brigade documentary came out yeah yeah. Um, I went in spirit and he's like dude check this out Remember remember Mike McGill went to Europe and invented the McTwist or whatever you want to call it although I'm not sure "invented" is the right word but comes back and the first time he did it in public was at del mar yeah it was a contest at del mar and so wow. you make a big deal out of in the video of course and so clay you know pauses the documentary as mcgill's mid-flight in the air and he's like look in the stands there <laughs> see these two dudes <laughs> like ah,
1: it's, it's clay wow like unbelievable yeah i got lucky i was blessed right place at the right time all those old parks that's super cool you got
2: to skate those like, that's just unbelievable mm-hmm. and then all the shows at the cuckoo's nest that you went to yeah. what was your mom's rule you had to go to school the next yeah, day yeah. as long as you went to school you would go to any show absolutely so guess yeah, what absolutely. clay did he went to school yeah. but another case in hand watch the documentary on the cuckoo's nest it opens up with the first black flag west coast show with henry rollins uh-huh. chuck Dukowski starts six-pack and there's a kid on stage Dancing around, guess who it is? Clay quickly came to realize that was par for the course with Clay Taylor. So it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's good history. Yeah, I learned so much. Like, every time I go in there, and, and I've been studying old stuff lately, which has been fun because I'll go in there and mention something, and then thirty minutes later we finish talking about it, and I've learned like so much more than I you know knew going in there. And it's it's pretty special.
0: How did you end up purchasing the skate shop? In Kalispell, from uh, from Mark.
1: Well, I've been shopping there since he opened. My kid was skating, and I was buying him boards. And I, uh, I'd worked for a plumbing outfit for about seven and a half years, man. And my knee, I just couldn't take it anymore. Being on concrete all day, I went in to buy clay a board, and Mark told me the shop was for sale, and I said, sold. It was a no-brainer. When I moved to Montana, obviously I thought I was saying goodbye to skateboarding skateboarding in Montana. There's a great scene here. Been enough to keep that shop up those doors open for the last eleven years. That's sick. So, got real lucky. You know, again, at the right place at the right time.
0: And what does it mean for you to have your experience and background and then being able to be the guy who has the keys to the the skating scene? for the small community in Montana.
1: Right. It, it means the world to me. You yeah, know, I'm like living my dream. I can't wait to come in and open the doors and turn uh, the music on and see what happens. Yeah, you never who's gonna walk through those doors. We've had probably five skater of the years in there in the last 10 years, man. You just never know who's gonna walk through the doors. You know, a lot of them come up to skate that Whitefish Park, they love that park. But it means the world to me, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I cherish it. I absolutely cherish it. I'm one of those dudes lucky enough to say that I'm living the dream and really mean it. I I got real lucky with that, you know. It was just destiny. Keep those doors open until the day I die.
0: That's sick. With the name of the shop and the whole culture of of everything having it being spirit skate shop and having you there awesome i like to hear that definitely
2: well when you see all the the old decks on the ceiling and you see all the old memorabilia behind the counter and you hear the music and you you don't see shoes you know you don't see a bunch of bullshit instead you see hard goods and uh-huh. but i don't know i'll go in there and clay and i'll just look at boards for how <laughs> lesson on trucks pointing at trucks and asking me questions you know making me answer questions about trucks and uh-huh. it's amazing i mean he's knowledge but the story itself is knowledge you know it is a museum uh-huh. and it's cool um i i don't i don't think a lot of the local kids for instance realize how unique that place is you doing? know They've just grown up. And that's there, fine. And that's it's... good. That's all they know. Cause then they'll go to some fucking zoomies and some <laughs> city. And they'll realize how not cool that is, you know. And but that's what a lot of those skaters of the year and people have said when they come is like this is fun. We don't get to go to places like this, you know? And uh-huh. and it's they enjoy it and that's why they do spend time in there and uh it's cool
0: yeah out of the skaters of the year that have come by have you had one that you particularly enjoyed or have you i'm assuming you enjoyed your company with all of them but
1: Uh, yeah Cram taylor of course right blasting and whitefish i mean i haven't seen errors like that in my face since the 80s oh my gosh over my head you know Uh, that's tall (laughs) (laughs) that was definitely a treat
0: that's cool
2: and then david gonzalez there was a, was a little local kid and david gonzalez wanted to get a drink or something at a grocery store or something and uh-huh. they
1: pushed across and they pushed super across, 1, yeah, yeah, pushed
2: over to super one and whoever the kid was was like it was nuts we got to the doors and he just kept skating he just skated around super one <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember who did but that made that kid's world you know to be able to go to the super one with david gonzalez
0: oh i'm sure it's funny yeah
1: well they needed some they had some time before they were doing a demo that night in Whitefish or whatever. Yeah. And asked me what to do. And I said, go into the park. And they went into Glacier Park and they went up the sun road. Yeah. And at the top, dude, they got out and they bombed the hill.
0: No and, way. Uh,
1: Raven Chache. Yeah, David Gonzalez, Provost, and Grant Taylor. Oh
0: my god. So when gosh. they got
1: down to the bottom, there's a range of Rotom tickets. But uh, yeah, they bombed the Sun Road. It
0: how nuts. that is nuts! How long Holloway? Do you know how long that is?
1: The uh, whole road's like
2: 52 miles. I'm not sure from Logan Pass. Depends on which side they went
1: down. I they think they went down the uh, this side. This the side, yeah, the west side. Um, it's probably five miles. Yeah, I was gonna say seven. They power slid most seven, of the time. Eight, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The whole yeah. Whole Ray, Ray, is me. His board, going look at these flat spots. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: yeah, <we> <laughs>
1: well a lot of those spots you know there's
2: there's a little two foot you know rock wall and then there's two thousand feet straight (laughs) down don't (laughs) ollie that i think in general a lot of the pros like coming out here because they don't get mobbed by a thousand people they can camp and fish and it's pretty Uh lawless you know they can party in the woods and yeah um i remember skating with pros that weren't on tours or anything they just came out here on their own just to be out here those are some fun sessions and like clay talked about like anybody's skill level like those were fun sessions as you know as if they were just homies in the sense getting excited about me doing some dumb little trick and then pushing themselves and it was just a mm-hmm. session you know yeah, I and i think they get you know they go to parks and they're always got kids trying to one-up them and be cool and get in the way and yeah got like here they just it's like skateboarding again to them That's, like right, box there's some music going and then there's some people that are just having fun skating you know and uh-huh. i've got a lot of them say very explicitly it's refreshing you know it's kind of cool that we've been able to offer that out here yeah at least no one in those sessions i'm thinking of would have had any goddamn sense to try and one-up those people <laughs> you know <laughs> like, hey we couldn't be why yeah, yeah well, like, it, it wouldn't make sense we we're just having fun but it was fun like you know having one of them try something that they you know took them a handful of tries to get and then we're all hyped you know and then yeah i'm trying something and i get it and they're all hyped you know and it's just it's just a session with people at that point you yeah. know? it's fun yeah. it's fun back to the yeah. point yeah and, um and you all leave kind of zapped and tired and hyped and you know floating on cloud nine right that's skateboarding right there man
0: it's fun yeah that is i remember you 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 being with your son and you saying how excited you were about the session. It's
2: always fun skating with him. He's really into it these days. Yeah, you're blessed, dude. You're absolutely blessed. I am blessed. I know it. But the other day, he was giving me a lot of crap in the skate park. We watched the Dwayne Peters documentary, and then I took my foot off on a trick and hopped off the board, and he immediately gave me crap that Dwayne wouldn't have (laughs) bailed, (laughs) Dad. And then uh he was like do an acid drop and so I you know basically roll in this thing and he's like you didn't point your finger down that's not an acid drop Grosso said unless you point your finger down don't even do it
0: uh... and he did
2: that's what Grosso said in the Dwayne documentary <laughs> now I'm like god I'm being policed by my nine-year-old son he knows too much <laughs> but it's good it's good stuff it's Dwayne Peters you can't go wrong so yeah no
0: no That's cool, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's fun to see him push himself, you know, and and that's the cool thing is traveling around the state, you know, like Clay's saying, you go and you're just in Box Elder, you know, and all Mm -hmm. these little Native American kids and just getting them hyped up to even, I want you to go over this just a little bit faster and get a little bit of air and they do it and they're just grinning ear to ear, you know, and there's nothing better than that. and Mm -hmm. Having them push themselves just a fraction farther than they had before
1: you know mm. you're there to be a part of it. It's special. Running Grand, o- grand Opening? Uh-huh. No, dude, I was a kid there, probably 10 years old, and got his first front side grind in that capsule. Wow. Dude, there was Pineapple and dude, Strobel, all these old pros, man. And Heavy Everybody old just screaming at the top of their lungs because they remember that, man. Yep. I mean, just... Basically, vicariously living through that kid. You know? yep. mm-hmm. And only a skateboarder knows I've stoked. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, when I relearn a trick each year that I have forgotten all winter, I have that stoke.
1: Yeah. Only a skateboarder knows what it feels like. You know, you can't explain it to somebody. The closest, they, well, what's skateboarding like? To the general public, basically. The feeling you get after landing the trick you've been working on or whatever is basically the same feeling you get when you get off a fucking roller coaster if you're yeah. in an amusement park and you see the coaster pulling and everybody get off and the look in their eye and feeling that wild granders get on a fucking daily. you can't get I, that out of anything else really you
0: know i agree with that and but the thing is is i feel as though the difference between the two is a skateboarder had to earn that high and and uh, a roller coaster is just kind of given to somebody.
1: Yeah absolutely. I, I like what
2: Clay said about it being different for everybody because it's I think we all have a lot of underlying similarities and what what we enjoy about it and why it's meaningful but at the same time I think it, it is different. You know Clay said it was an escape. For me it's always been something that That was kind of boundless and it didn't have the rules i was never into sports and Mm -hmm. every time i was kind of forced into playing some sport i was always just like god this is if i win it's at the cost of someone else losing like that's not cool you know and (laughs) then skateboarding was just it was like you know finding the music at the same time as finding skateboarding there was no end to it you know Mm -hmm. it's however far you wanted to take it and there was no part of me says there's no right or wrong but there are rules you know and style is so important and spells everything. So I get, you know, there are rules, but at the same time, if you're having fun, fuck it, like it's awesome, you know, and mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. But for me, it was just nice. Cause it was this limitless creative thing. And like, what can we do with this curve? Like play on this curve for two weeks, you know, and not <laughs> <Yeah>. get <bored. laughs> yeah. and I remember at one point watching all the dudes on shut, skateboards it was like barker barrett and sean sheffy and all these guys and i remember watching sheffy push as hard as he could across the parking lot and then backside 180 ollie this picnic table What? And i was like okay that's the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life and yeah. at that point like all of my little crew that i would skate with we just you know this was late 80s flatland you know quote-unquote street skating stuff whatever that is but at that point, we decided, well, we're just going to try everything we can do. We're going to see who can do it at the highest rate of speed. Wow. Instantly, it was horrible. <laughs> like, you <laughs> do you a know, kick flip after a few pushes. But when, like, you got to push across the parking lot as fast as you go and try it, it's terrifying. Yeah. It, you know, it's just like there's so many little nuances like that in skateboarding that make it different from one moment to the next or one day to the next. And, but I don't know. It's more fun than ever. I'll say that. It hurts more than ever, but it's more fun than ever at the same time. <laughs> and if it wasn't so much fun, I sure don't know why anyone would do it because it's it, it's painful. But
1: <laughs> best drug on the planet. Yeah. What, what do you like about it?
0: I like the progressive aspect to it, pushing for something that no matter how good you get, how hard you try, how big you go, there is always something more and something different that you can get out of it and honestly that has been one of the greatest assets that I've taken out of life because there's not a stopping point it's always how can I improve how can I improve and how can I improve how can I tweak this to make it a little bit better and it's meticulous for me but it's been one of the greatest advantages that I've I've used throughout my entire life.
1: That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it changed, man. (laughs) And
2: and similar to life, at least with me, you know, as as you change with life, your ideas about life change, your goals with it change. And I don't know, skateboarding has even changed for me over the years and, and what I do on a board and how I approach it and you and I always joke I hope we skate to the graveyard you know that's been our (laughs) saying forever and (laughs) I love it if I suddenly had Grant Taylor's talent it it would sure be fun to feel what that would feel like but then still the next day you'd be like but I can't do this or something you know there's (laughs) all to do and Uh I don't know I remember someone asking Bill Danforth what his favorite trick was once and he said a frontside rock on as much vert as possible Wow. I'm like God. I can't do a frontside rock on a fucking curb. Like that would be so scary. And it's all. There's always something if you want to push yourself. There's always something that you can can do. You know. And yeah, I mean, there's no end to it. It's kind of like art or something. Or yeah, you know, and that's something I've always liked about it. It's so open ended, and it's certainly not a sport. I've never called it that. No, and people call it that. That just limits it in my mind. You know, it's yeah. it to like doing something right or wrong or or competition of sorts, but I don't know. People talk about street skating versus transition and all. And I'm like, if you've ever pushed down the street, you're a street skater. Get over it. Quit trying <laughs> to pick all things. Quit trying to label it. Like just it's, go skate. It's skateboarding. Skateboarding is skateboarding. It's skateboarding. Like no, yeah. It's
0: skateboarding. I'm curious from both your guys' perspective, how would you say skateboard what was skateboarding when you first started and then how did it change and kind of become what it is for you now was there a defining moment or something in particular that happened that caused it to transition
1: for you well my first board was you know six inches wide if even that just watching boards evolve into modern day skateboards you know I've watched the whole progression of it <laughs> I mean you can't reinvent a skateboard No, you know the all there is to it you know but you can improve on it that's for sure a skateboarder is a skateboarder and it doesn't matter the equipment you look at the cover of Thrasher from probably I don't even know what year it was 92 or 93 Mark Gonzalez at the Widowmaker
0: uh-huh
1: Hell dropped in and did a three-foot front side ollie on a freaking board this big, four inches wide with clay wheels.
2: He's Those got, got one of the best frontside
1: ollies. Ever. Uh, no grip tape on the board. So it's not the equipment, it's the dude. Yeah. But with the evolution of equipment, obviously we're we're able to skate bigger stuff. I think for me it's just been where I've been in life and,
2: and what's going on and the first time I really saw someone on a skateboard that caught my eye, I mean, I knew the things existed, but I remember, and I could take you to this place right now, I went and found it a few years ago, uh-huh. this patch of, patch of concrete behind a school gym, where I saw a dude do a flatland, just boneless. Just huh. did a boneless one and hopped back on the board, you know. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to ah. do that and I want to, like, eat tonight, you know. And, <laughs> and so I immediately had my mom, like, figure out where a skate shop, where can we get a board, you know. And I remember the board I bought down to every little inch of it. Huh. And then I remember it? it was a Rob Roscott with gull wings and rat bones. Oh, uh, it was like the third Rob Roscott where it's, it's he's a, he's a good ball. bit out it's of really, the, yeah. yeah, a good bit out of the of uh, the, the dark border but at that point in time i mean i didn't even know what to skate i remember getting a few vhs videos getting a few magazines i got a del mar contest i remember watching that thing like i couldn't quit watching it what year was that <laughs> it was like 85 or 86 that i got the board i want to say but did that um, he he was up there and it, i remember um Is that the one that did won he may have won it actually yeah there. you were there see clay was there right?
0: <laughs>
2: told you I, I like well on the vhs screen and didn't know i would get to no play one day um, but then i remember in memphis tennessee there was this sort of og dude that owned the skate shop and i wish i knew who he was in the shop now looking back on it all i remember he had a big snake in a in a cage or a terrarium thing up there that always was kind of freaky but um mm-hmm. but that was the first time i went to skate shop and i was like whoa this, this is like it's almost scary. This is awesome. You know, this is hardcore. Like this is, mm. this is not for the the weak of heart. But then <laughs> I, I went in there and, I, and he told me where this ditch was and it was on the side of this freeway, but you had to cut back behind a church, go under a chain link fence and all this stuff to come at the ditch from the non. It's like, you can't park on the highway. You know, you got to come in from the backside of this thing. And I'd seen people skating. It. it was actually how I knew it existed. And I asked him where it was and he was cool enough to tell me. Mm-hmm. Which was nice because I didn't really ever get to know him, and uh, I'd spend the summers with my dad in Memphis and but I remember my stepmom like and us sneaking through this field and under this fence and and she had the guts to do it with me, you know, but I remember when I got in that ditch, I was like, this is unreal. like this is a transition. I didn't know what to call it, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't flat, you know, and I, it just blew my mind. And wow. you, this freeway was right there too. like you could have been smoked if you weren't careful. and Wow, That was amazing. But then in Mississippi, you know, where I was spending my summers, there was nothing to skate. Uh-huh. It was all these, like Clay talked about, we would just get screamed at by dudes in big trucks, you know. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, like, they, like the town was not welcoming for us. Um,
0: uh-huh.
2: Like, you know, essentially the country folk did not like our looks and what we did. And, <laughs> and I was airbrushing T-shirts all the time, you know, with anarchy symbols on them. But I remember, and they've subsequently changed this which is a bummer but across from the high school in this teeny town in mississippi where i was born and grew up there was one piece of concrete in the sidewalk that had gotten buckled up and yeah. it basically made a little launch ramp and we uh, would sit in the you know hungry weather for three hours all afternoon trying overkill. to get some air <laughs> off that thing Like Guerrero could do it we could do it you know yeah. and jesse martinez would do a big judo off this thing if he was here but we couldn't do anything off it and but uh, it was so fun and But then my granddaddy had a construction company. So he just started giving us wood. And so we started building stuff. You know, I remember building a quarter pipe that was so janky and then realizing, oh, you need plywood transitions for the side. And then about that time, you know, mini ramp stuff was surfacing. You know, I remember seeing the Danny Way H Street video where he was doing all sorts of crazy mini ramp tricks. I'm like, that's what i got to build one of those, you know. And my granddaddy would just give us all the wood we (laughs) needed to build it. And so... You know, it, it was weird, like looking back, I just kind of skated whatever we had at the time and then what I could get out of the magazines and the videos and then mm. fast forward to Montana and then all of a sudden you got these parks. And one thing, thing I, I totally miss is pushing around sidewalks and streets and ollieing on and off sidewalks, you know, and wall riding mm. stuff. And um, Nate whitbroad has been texting me to come down to and street skate with him and I'm gonna do yeah. it soon. I can't wait to go. You know, there's a mani pad under what is it the, the library parking garage there in Missoula, and yeah, like that mani pad makes me like tremble right now. Like that sounds <laughs> fabulous, but, but I don't know. I didn't know what to do with these parks, you know. And I remember skating, in Missoula in a bowl, early on in the whole park thing, and doing this run and thinking like, wow, that was cool. You know, that was a good run in my head or whatever. Like I didn't fall and I did some stuff and. I remember brown looking over at me and he just goes now why don't you do that same run and not tic-tac through all the corners because nah. give me your board my trucks were tight as christmas you know and so he takes them and loosens them all up same thing he did to all you kids on that skate yep. trip we did to oregon and he's <laughs> like "Now go do that same run but don't take your front wheels off the ground and i didn't know what to do man i was foreign and it was crazy and now like pumping <laughs> through corners is one of the best feelings ever in the world but we didn't i never skated a transition on its side called a corner you know uh-huh. i never skated that and now that's like all we skate here and and i never skate street so i don't know it's kind of just whatever has presented itself and where i am in life and it's but it's all fun i don't care i could go skate the high school parking right, right now for two hours and not get bored that's for sure yeah probably get hurt but not get bored that's right, Skate Coach Brown.
0: That was such a fun trip out to Oregon with you guys.
2: Well, I think he when he did that to Jordan Johansson's board, it uh-huh. literally took Jordan like to twice as fast of a skater. Yeah, you know. I remember it was an indoor park in Portland where he did that to Jordan's board, and Jordan just like all of a sudden was going twice as fast pumping wow. through uh-huh. He already knew how to pump; he just didn't know how to pump through corners, and instantly he did it. You know, and yeah. So, wow, that was cool to see.
0: Yeah. I think what helped him out too was all his past experience with snowboarding. Cause you can, I could definitely tell there was some transition that made it easier for him through that, which was cool.
2: Yeah. And he was 16 and fearless. Yeah. Clear.
0: <laughs> Clay, I'm curious about the, the spirit logo. We've talked about this before. It has to do with Lance mountain. Could you please tell me more about that? It's such a rad story.
1: So he's talking about suicidal, uh, yeah. Lance Mountain drew that for suicidal tendencies in 1983, uh huh. And we just kind of changed it a little bit, not much, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: been rolling with it. And it's dude, you know, so it seemed like some kids are man, when do you get a new one, when do you get a new one. <laughs> well, as soon as I did, people are like, Well, are you gonna do the other one again? You know, yeah, a so, little love hate thing, I yeah. love it, yeah. I uh, ran it for five years. Yeah. Wow. It's on the back of
2: my hoodie right now. Yeah. <laughs> back Montana soon, tall soon. We need the skateboard.
0: Yes, we do. That sounds amazing.
2: We're here. I don't know when Clay and I are gonna be in
1: Tampa, so
0: Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Probably easier if I go there.
1: <laughs> How long have you been in Tampa, dude?
0: Two years now. Gosh. Just under two years. I've been
1: yep. In Colorado. Say it again. I thought you were
0: still in Colorado. I saw Holloway out in Colorado before I took off. we It was so coincidental because he had this layover and we went to go see a live band and we had a great time.
2: Yeah, we got stuck in Denver. It wasn't even a layover. It was like a whole... Oh. Like we got stuck for the night and... Uh, I had my kids and then Corey was down there for a children's museum convention. So she happened to be there. No, the airline got us a hotel room and immediately huh. if I'm stuck in the city. I start looking yeah, for music. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, Ohm is playing. is a it's kind of a life hammer to see. Al Cisneros, the bass player from like sleep. Oh Oh, shit. So when sleep ended, um, Al Cisneros and the drummer Chris Hycas made a two-person band all. Yeah. Yeah, and that's who it was. And so I immediately was like, well, I gotta find Tolson and he came (laughs) and met us at a a pizza joint. We all had supper together, and then he and I saw the show and flew on back home the next day. But that was the best plane screw up ever in
0: my life. (laughs) For sure. We skated that red
2: yeah. park that one time too that team paint park when I came through one time. That's a fun park, man. Is that for snow? The fact that it's red? Yeah.
0: I don't. Know. Of course, no, they red. they did that concrete just for whatever reason and it stained all of their tools and the concrete came out way slicker than than just the normal concrete cuz that's the only it park slick part. It's very slick in comparison.
2: That whole day I was there skating before you got there and it was just such a trip because I was like, there was like one or two other people that actually skated and there was like 50 people like lurking on the park all day. <laughs> yeah. Like remember one dude had a full-on fur <laughs> trick holding a little pint bottle of booze and sipping it all day, never once like even looked at a skateboard. And I was like, whoa, it's really different than in Montana. Like we yeah. show up, we all we skateboard and then you know, I go do my thing. Jarrett does his thing. So-and-so does. Brown goes, does his thing. Rides a bike or whatever. And, like, it was a very different scene than the Montana scene. And I I think our scene is different is probably the way to put it. Like compared right. to most places, probably pretty normal. But,
0: yeah,
2: I was glad. There was one other dude there, skated all day, and he was from Minnesota. He wasn't from there either. He the last game. He was passing through. And then you showed up, and we had a good session. Those older dudes showed up. That was a fun yeah. night. Come on back. I still got your vinyl for you, too.
0: I, I, I remember giving you those and I'm so stoked you still have them.
2: <laughs> well, I think, didn't I give you a spirit board that time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You gave me the spirit board and then. And,
2: then you, and it's, yeah, it's right over there. So.
0: Yeah. And then I give it back to you as a, yeah. That's
2: right. That, went that way, it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was so hyped on that. <laughs> just to, just to have the full transition of present go back to forth
2: yeah that's awesome well thanks Tolson
0: yeah my pleasure
2: let us know the link when it exists emilio said he wants the link he wants to listen to it when it's live
0: Brad that's sick well, take it easy,
2: buddy. well yeah sorry you couldn't see us we don't need to see us but it's <laughs> fun to see you
0: yeah no I saw you guys in the uh in the beginning so it's all good I saw that you guys were on the half pipe and I was like, oh, that's rad. Makes
2: me. Yeah, happy. I got the patio chairs in here. And yeah. So my battery didn't die either since we didn't run the video. That probably was a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there.
2: So, All right. Stay in touch.
1: Right on, love you, man. Yeah, love you guys you
2: too. <laughs> love you, buddy. Love Bye. you too. Bye. Cheers.